Yes, good morning, everyone. It is Monday, August 8th, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, and a very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And there is a lot going on, a lot to talk about this morning. Uh, Com Games, well, at the moment, the netballers are in their gold medal match against Jamaica. 6-5 early on in that game. It's in the first quarter there. Uh, the Aussie girls have won gold in the cricket against India. Uh, Tali McGrath had COVID. Was still allowed to play, though. Uh, took part in the final. And Australia won by nine runs in a really tight match against India to win the gold medal there. Unfortunately, the hockey roos were beaten by England 2-1 in the gold medal match. Uh, plenty more going on there as well. We'll keep you up to date with... Uh, We've got four weeks left before the finals in the NRL. And Loza, morning to you, mate. Good to have you back. Yeah, good to be back, you know. Uh, I was away for the weekend. I uh, went down to Juneau. Um, my best mate lost his father. Um, so, we, you know, we went down and had his funeral and we celebrated a wonderful life and um, didn't see much sport over the weekend, but certainly heard about it yesterday. Driving back from, from Juneau. Got back late yesterday afternoon and... Um, things were happening quite quickly, so I'm sure we'll discuss a lot of what happened over the weekend. There was some good football, there's been some good results at the Com Games, and you know, starting to get to the exciting time of the season. And just before we get stuck into it all, JR, Jamie Rogers, our esteemed newsreader, she did it 12 and a half hours, 12 and a half hours of swimming. Uh, it sounds painful, doesn't it? We'll speak to her after six o'clock this morning in about 40 minutes' time. And just find out just how painful it was. But uh, I'm sure it's oh so sweet now. So 12 and a half hours just swimming. Loz got there in the end from, uh, what is it, Folkestone over in the UK across the English Channel to the rocks in France, 12 and a half hours. Oh, what a performance from JR. I mean, she set herself a goal a couple of years ago and she's achieved it. And she's a very strong-minded person. Um, there was never in any doubt she was going to be able to do it. She wanted to do it in under 13 hours. She did that. Um, and I'm keen to hear from her, to, uh, to see what the challenges were like, to see whether she felt at any stage she felt like giving up or whether she was feeling uh, 10 foot tall and, and bulletproof. She looked so excited when she crossed or got to the other side um, and stood on, on, on the ground. But... Um, yeah, it's a wonderful achievement, isn't it, for anyone that uh, has set their mind to something. And it'll be interesting to hear what her next goal will be because I get the feeling that she'll want to prepare else. for something else yeah. in a couple of years' time. You know what type of woman she is. She's very strong and she's a goal setter and she wants to achieve a lot of things. And I think that this will be the first of many things that she'll be trying. Great stuff, JR. So we'll speak to her soon. Uh, now, on the text line, well, some of these texts say it all really because uh, you are, a lot of our listeners, teeing off nice and early, Loz. Some of these texts coming through well before the show started this morning. And your great mate, Ricky Stewart, uh, is certainly in the gun after, well, some of the most extraordinary comments you'll ever hear at a post-match media yeah. conference, no doubt about that. First and foremost, his team were pretty disappointing. A devastating loss to the Panthers in a game that they really would have fancied themselves considering the halves out being out for the Panthers, of course. And to lose, I think it's the magnitude of the loss, 26-6. to And uh, now their finals aspirations really... Uh, they've still got a good draw to finish the season, yeah. but the Roosters are just starting to tick, aren't they? So uh, I think they're well and truly favourites to make the eight at this stage. But uh, then 
Well, he referred to Jamin Salmon, as has been well documented and spoken about in the last 24 hours, a weak gutted dog. Yeah, well, when I heard those comments, I was obviously very surprised, like a lot of people, um, and I sort of didn't know where it was coming from. Um, and obviously, I spoke to Ricky yesterday, and he was very disappointed, as you can imagine. Um, he let his emotions get the better of him. Um, you know, he acknowledged the fact that he shouldn't have said what he did, um, in particular at that that press conference. Uh, I think if he had his time over again, he certainly wouldn't have uh, used those words. Um, he apologised yesterday, but I suppose now he's just going to sit back and wait to see what the NRL. Uh, do about it. Um, you feel for everyone in these circumstances. Um, but he was quite emotional, obviously. Um, I'm not here to make excuses for, for anyone. Um, you know, Ricky's a great friend of mine, will always be a great friend of mine, and I'll defend him to the to the end of the earth. Uh, but I think he realises that he's made a mistake and he shouldn't have used that platform, which he did. Um, he'll learn from it, obviously. Um, he can't take back what he said. Um, but I think if he had his time over, uh, it certainly wouldn't have been the words that he would have used. I think the NRL is going to make an example of this. It's, I don't think it's going to be a fine loss. I think he's going to find himself suspended, which is uh, just about unprecedented. Yeah, it? well, I've never sort of come across um, a coach being stood down for what he said in a post-match conference. Um, obviously, very disappointed with the result. Um, and again... Um, it's something that we haven't uh, seen before. Uh, the NRL are in a situation where they have to act and I'm sure they'll come up with the right right penalty. But again, um, you know, I think we're all sort of shocked uh, what was said in uh, the press conference. Um, but again, um, you know, I think emotionally it got the better of him and he shouldn't have said what he did. Um, I think we all understand that it's a highly emotional game. Uh, but as I said, you know, he's acknowledged his error. He's acknowledged his mistake. Yeah, he'll be regretful for saying what he said. Um, but he's a great friend of mine and I'll always be there to support him. And uh, heroes and villains, a lot there already. So 0419 on the open line. Yesterday, we saw Newcastle beat the Tigers 14-10 at Campbelltown and the Cowboys beat the Bulldogs 28-14 there in Bundaberg. But, uh, gee, the Tigers at the end of that game yesterday, Loz, uh, probably should have won, really, in the end. Yeah, it was their first half, wasn't it? They're 14-0 down and Newcastle played some wonderful football, um, given where they've been the last few months. But the Tigers, that's a disappointing loss for them, you know, they went up to Queensland the last two weeks. Should have won against the Cowboys, who are coming second. The Broncos uh, established themselves as a top eight team this year. They defeated them and defeated them well. Um, and then turn up against Newcastle at home, Campbelltown. A lot, lot to play for. Newcastle haven't been try, uh, playing that well. They've had their own dramas. That was a game that they should have won yesterday. But Newcastle, they hung tough. And it's amazing what happens when you can get a team together, um, be committed. Uh, they were desperate yesterday against the Tigers team. It wasn't the best game of football you've seen, but it was gritty by Newcastle. They wanted it more than the West Tigers, 
and the Tigers will be looking back today and reflecting and going, that's one that got away. No doubt about that. Also over the weekend, the Wallabies, they came from 26-17 down to beat Argentina 41-26 in Mendoza in the Rugby Championship opener. Uh, they did it without Captain Michael Hooper, who came back for personal reasons. I think it was a shock to many people. You, you just look at Hooper, he's been so durable for such a long mm. time. And, uh, you, know, on the, you know, on a personal front, obviously just... Uh, getting to the point where I guess he, he just he just need a complete break and a, and a, and a refresh. So we got on the plane and came home. Also, we went into that match with no Samu Karevi, who's done an ACL, would you believe, playing at the Com game. So quite a bit of adversity. And then Quade Cooper ruptured his Achilles tendon. So all in all, you'd have to say for the Wallabies, that's a pretty courageous win. I think it's a great result for the Wallabies because a lot of people thought going over there that they might struggle um, you know, different conditions. Obviously, Argentina coming off the back of a, a series win, I think, against Scotland. Um, Michael Hooper leaving. Uh, well done to Michael Hooper, too, for putting his hand up. Um, mentally uh, not right, and he's got some challenges uh, ahead of himself. And I think that's the thing with sportsmen, too, Mitter. We sit back and we admire what they do on the field, and we think they're invincible. But they've got the same challenges as everyone else in life that you just don't know about sometimes. And obviously Michael Hooper at the moment where he is just needed to rest. He, he needed to rest. He wasn't there. And I think he's made the brave decision uh, to come back from Argentina, um, you know, focusing on what he needs to do and get himself right off the field before he even thinks about coming back and playing rugby union. Now, we don't know what the, 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 the health reasons are, um, but what we want to make sure that we're there to support him and knowing Michael Hooper, uh, you would think that, um, you know, come back refreshed and get himself mentally ready for the rest of the championship, but also with a World Cup coming up in, what, 12 months' time. And the All Blacks lost again, 26-10 to 10 to the Springboks over the weekend. Head coach Ian Foster. I can't see how he survives. Oh, well, that, they've got South Africa again at Ellis Park in Johannesburg this weekend. So you'd have to say that, well, if they lose that, he is all but certain to be sacked. Yeah, and you could tell or, or even feel that he's under pressure. I, I, I saw some quotes of his saying how they played well. Yeah. Um, and that's the sign of a coach under mm. pressure and you're just clinging onto something. Mm. You know, you don't want to give the New Zealand rugby board a reason to sack you, even though the results suggest they will. Uh, but saying that they played some really good football and it's improvement from what they did against Ireland, I don't think that'll wash with the New Zealand public. And I think, you know, I think I think his papers are marked. Mm. I, I think it's just a matter of finding out who the next coach will be. They'll go and target him. I don't know whether it'll be Scott Robinson, the Crusaders coach. Gee, I, I don't think it'll be It'll be, be outrage him. if it's not. In New Zealand. Yeah. It, it's going to be an interesting one. Mm. It's going to be an interesting selection because I, I just think that they mightn't go with him. I, I, th- I think they'll go with someone that's more experienced as an international coach. But again, that's up to the All Blacks to worry about. Not the Wallaby mm. supporters. They'd be happy with the fact that we played well. Uh, Dave Rennie looks as though he's got them going well. And I'll tell you what about Rugby Union, we don't. There is a great appetite for rugby union when you see a schoolboys rugby union game. And I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later this morning. On a Saturday afternoon when you can get 15,000, 16,000 people to like her, to watch a Joey's Riverview game. Mm. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of support for rugby union here, but you've got to be winning. And uh, someone told me or there's already about half a dozen of those players at that schoolboy game snapped up by rugby league clubs. 
Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. And th- it's the pathway yeah. um, that's provided to these players mm. that make it so attractive for these young guys to leave school into the rugby league pathway. But if rugby union's going to be successful in, their co- in this country, and I think we've been banging on about it for the last couple of years, they've got to sign and keep those good young players in the game. They've got to find a way somehow to keep them in this, in this sport. Because they're there. They are there. They're just getting lost from a rugby perspective to rugby league. Yeah, yeah, simple as that. That's exactly right. And it certainly was the big story out of the weekend. Ricky Stewart's comments post the Penrith victory over his Raiders Saturday night in the nation's capital. And low blow is the headline on the back page of the Daily Telegraph. Uh, Wiki's weak, Ricky's weak dog spray. And on the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, Semen family want action over Stewart's weak gutted dog spray is the headline there. And... Uh, well, yesterday, the Semen family issuing a statement calling on the NRL to take action, and the integrity unit is investigating. And this stretches back to apparently an incident in junior footy in 2010 between Semen and Stewart's son laws. So, mm. this is very much Ricky speaking from a family perspective rather than a footy perspective, I guess. Uh, well, particularly, I guess, the emotion in his comments. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, again, when I spoke to, to Ricky yesterday, I didn't want to get into the reasons why, um, because it, it's it's not for me to say. Um, but, yeah, he did get emotional when he spoke about his family. But, again, you know, Ricky will tell you he, he shouldn't have said what he said. Um, he's quite, um, you know, upset himself that he, he used that forum to – to, to say what he did about young young Semen and knowing Ricky the way that I do, he'll accept his punishment, whatever that may be, uh, and he'll try and move on as quickly as he possibly can. But, you know, I think he you know, obviously regrets what happens. You can't take it back. It's out there in the public uh, domain. Um, but again, as I said, um, you know, Ricky is a friend of mine. Uh, he's very passionate um, and he's a very emotional coach, as we, we all know. Um, and I'm, sh- I'm sure, you know, when he wakes up again today, he's, he's not feeling great about what's going to unfold over the, the coming days and, and, and weeks. Um, but, you know, that's, that's who he is. He's, he's a passionate man. He'll defend his family um, to the hilt. Um, but he acknowledges that he said the wrong thing. And so many uh, texts here already. We will get to them. And a lot of you, you know, obviously want to get stuck in the laws. He's going to defend his mate to, to the hilt, though. Uh, weak gutted dog person. Keen, keen to hear you boys defend Sticky. Let me guess. Heat of the moment. He's apologised and owned it. He's a passionate father. He's moved on. What you see is what you get. Speaks his mind. You've got to love his passion. Blah, blah, blah. Here's my take. You give an idiot a microphone, then you deserve what you get, says Master Monkey. Uh, Mido, honestly, with social media and so many media outlets covering the game these days, what on earth was Ricky Stewart thinking? He needs time away from the game to work on himself. No name to that one. What do you, what punish? I think they might give him a couple of games. I, I, to be fair, Mido, I don't know what type of punishment he'll get or what the correct punishment will be. I, you know, I, I, I think that you know, there, there'll certainly be a, a, a fine. Um, I don't know whether... Standing him down from games is the right thing to do. Oh, but the NRL, they're in an unprecedented, unprecedented position. They've never sort of dealt with this before. Um, but they'll come up with a, with a punishment. And again, as I said, 
knowing Ricky the way I do, um, he'll accept whatever punishment is, is handed out to him. Um, he'll try and move on as, as quickly as he possibly can. I'm, you know, he'll be doing it tough as well, um, as will Jamin Simmons. So it's, a, you know, it's a, not a great situation for, <clears throat> for all the people involved um, because we haven't seen it before and it's a story that we, we don't want to see and it'll continually hang around. I think everyone would like to, to move on from it, but it's not the way it sort of works. Mm. You know, we'll be continually talking about it today, tomorrow. Um, and again, you know, it's it's just something that got out of hand, re- regrets what he said, but, but you can't take it back. Um, but again, he's a, he's a mate of mine and um, hopefully he's okay. Hopefully Jamin Simmons okay and they might be able to sort it out at some stage into the future. Uh, back page of the Herald as well, Knights of Passion. And uh, after a horror week in which the culture at the club was called into question, Newcastle dug deep to grind out a morale-boosting win over the Tigers. And uh, they certainly did have a big week, didn't they, there at Newcastle. By the way, Hayden Knowles uh, in the City Morning Herald today has spoken as well about his run-in with David Clemmer and says that uh, the swearing wasn't the issue. It's not personal with Clemmer, but he won't tolerate behaviour, the behaviour of someone who puts themselves before the team and uh, indicated that's as to why it was all escalated. But Clemmer uh, back training with the side now and I guess he'll be expected to come back into that side this week. But uh, gee, you want to iron all that stuff out, don't you, there at the Knights? Well, it looked as though that didn't affect them yesterday. They were all together. Uh, and David Clemmer, when he comes back into this Newcastle team, will make them a, uh, you know, a, a more difficult proposition to boot. Uh, I thought the Saifidi boys yesterday were, were terrific. Dane Gagai uh, produced one for the for the ages. He was back to his, his best form. Um, but there was a bit of passion about Newcastle yesterday. I think that's what we like. You know, Newcastle have always built their ethos on being having players in their side that you know, had a crack. You know, they were there. They mightn't have been the most skillful player, but they were the player that everyone wanted to play with and they never gave up. And we haven't seen enough of that from Newcastle. But yesterday, I thought it was there.